0: Hello everyone and welcome to a very early edition of the Minnesota Sports Podcast. I'm CJ Baumgartner. On this Monday, I believe it's the 25th of April, yes it is, and your Minnesota Twins have won four games in a row and slingshot themselves back to the 500 mark and in this early part of the season, we are uh, looking at the division standings, the Minnesota Twins your Minnesota Twins are in first place. And look, I'll be honest, I think a week ago, if you would have told me the Twins would have gotten back to the 500 mark, I would have thought, okay, they would have played really great against Kansas City, and maybe not so great against Chicago, and the exact opposite happened. The Twins did not play very well, they pitched well, but they didn't play very well overall in Kansas City, and they come back to Target Field and just completely handle a team that had handled them all uh, all last season in the Chicago White Sox. I believe the Twins are like 500 against them at Target Field, so maybe it's a not as great of an example, but uh, at uh, at the south side of Chicago, the Twins were terrible last year. Just really, really bad uh, against the White Sox. So for them to come out and get this win was really, really huge, um, and not only to get uh just the sweep of Chicago was big over the weekend for the Twins. It just kind of is a confidence booster uh, for them now to be back in contention, back to the 500 mark. Everything that they've gone through the first couple weeks, the cold weather games, the offense not being there, it all kind of now has leveled off. And yeah, sure, you'd like to have won a few of those games you didn't. And we'll see if that comes back to haunt them later in the season. But for all intents and purposes, you're right back in the swing of things, everything's alright, you're back on track, and by the way, there's still room for this team to get better in a couple different areas, and we'll talk about that in a second, but the Twins offense is something that we talked about on the last podcast, and what we said was this Twins offense stinks, and I don't know if they're going to get better, they've been making such weak contact lately, and I said I don't know if they're unlucky, or I don't know if... They just can't hit, and I didn't want to chalk it up to luck just because of how bad it had been the first couple weeks, and I didn't want to blame it all on the weather. Uh, but turns out I was wrong. It probably was just maybe a little luck based. Probably just we're getting unlucky despite the the hard hit numbers and everything. But they were playing really well. Uh, they've played really well over the weekend, and sometimes all it takes is just a few mistakes the the Minnesota Twins I I don't have the metrics in front of me I didn't look them up so I can't tell you this with any uh certainty by analytics but the Chicago White Sox are really bad on defense the Minnesota Twins aren't great on defense but the Chicago White Sox are just atrocious like the Twins have issues and I've wanted to talk about that before and maybe there's a day for that about the Twins kind of maybe ignoring defense a little bit but my goodness the Chicago White Sox which with Tony La Russa as your manager kind of have to embrace being old school baseball and they can't even play they can't even play baseball they can't even play traditionally like they, the, the game on Friday night the twins were dead in the water they couldn't hit worth a darn and they they throw it away they literally throw there's that Spongebob meme where it's where the guy's sitting where Plankton's sitting there and he says, Alright, let him have it. And it's the Chicago White Sox looking at the twins. And it's that game on Friday night. And they're like, You can have it. Here, take this win. We don't want it. Uh, because of the, the two throwing errors. Well, I shouldn't there's one throw there's two throwing errors, but it was a base hit by Correa. The throw from Anderson goes offline, and then Abreu, just without even thinking, grabs the ball and whips it back to home plate. And Morno had a good breakdown of like, just hold on to the ball. Like, as one, you know, as Morno, great first baseman, it's like, man, just, what are you, like, don't whip it. Like, if you just hold the ball and run in, the runners freeze, because then you've set yourself, and, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a baseball wizard. Morno did a great bit on it. I'm sure it's on Bally's social media somewhere to get that full breakdown, but it was, it was great uh, to see the Twins win a game that they shouldn't have, because a lot of times it was they lose games, they should have won, and all The rest and just not looked competitive, so for them to come back late in that game, of course, Luis Arise being at the center of it, of Carlos Correa having the go ahead run was huge as uh, driving in the go ahead run on Arise as well was big. Um, and then the bullpen just has continued to do a nice job of slamming the door in these games, but the offense really got going on Saturday and Sunday. And I mean, on Friday, they scored two runs, which was a big deal uh, after just scoring one run the night before and then none. none two nights before. So if you, here's my one thing. The Twins offense looked dead. And then one man comes back in the lineup, and all of a sudden, this team is just different. And that, my friends, is the Byron Buxton effect. You know, Byron Buxton had a great first week. Definitely got the MVP chance going at Target Field. And everybody was excited to see Buxton healthy. And then it looked like he was going to be hurt for a significant amount of time. Missed most of the Boston series. Missed most of the Kansas City series. And didn't really come back until the end where he DH'd. And everybody was kind of concerned like Buxton would be day-to-day, 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 10-day IL, out for a month kind of thing. But he came back. And then on Friday, on, on Thursday and Friday, he was kind of there He had a few decent at-bats But really he was just kind of getting his feet wet Kind of getting comfortable again And Saturday and Sunday just shows you When Byron Buxton is feeling it He can take over any ball game And I know Mike Trout, just based on track record Based on what he's achieved And everything in his talent level as well He's the best player in baseball But when Byron Buxton gets going He rivals Mike Trout That's not hyperbole. That's not homerism. Multiple people who are national people, or at least people who have national followings covering Major League Baseball uh, signal this. Jeff Passan of ESPN has said that. Uh, There's also uh, Mike Petrello of MLB has said that as well. MLB Media has said that as well. Byron Buxton can take over baseball. And I want to show you just how much Byron Buxton can take over when he's feeling it. So, according to fan graphs, and here's what I have in front of me, I have uh, since the beginning of 2021. So, if you combine the games he's played in now with... He's only played 10 games this season, and the Twins have played 16. So, if you combine the the 10 games he played with the the, uh, 71 he played last year, at least I think I have these numbers right here, that gives him uh 81 games so that's half a season in that half of a season if you counted that so it'd be about to the all-star break he'd have 27 doubles 25 home runs and 43 rbis along with 10 stolen bases and he'd be having an OPS of 1.1 and that'd only be halfway through a season I don't 20 that he'd be on pace to hit 50 home runs. 50 doubles Over 50 doubles And score over 120 runs Steal 20 bases Like I don't I can't fathom to you how well Byron Buxton has been How great it's been to see him finally Really start to succeed Especially after the injuries And especially after the trouble early in his career Just trying to get going He was a slow developing prospect And you know what? It takes time And I'm glad he figured it out Because I remember And I'm not saying you listeners Of the podcast But there were a large number Of Twins fans In that 2017 To 2019 Maybe even the 2016 range or like Buxton's a bust Because Again There's a lot of casual There's a decent amount of casual Minnesota baseball fans And that's fine I'm glad that they watch the Twins I'm glad they follow the team But They kind of Treat it like football where like you look at him for one season, and if you can't hack it, you think, oh well, that's his career's over. We don't have time to wait for him to develop. And in baseball, you do. You have to wait for guys to develop. You can't put the jury out on them after one year. And if you do, you're either going to just sink a bunch of value you put in a prospect, or you're completely gonna get just laughed off the floor when a team steals a top prospect and makes them really good. So I'm just saying. There were people wanting Byron Buxton to be replaced by Zach Granite in 2017. Remember Zach Granite? No, you don't. But I do, because he was a guy who had a couple, uh, he had a couple weeks of being decent at the plate while Buxton was hurt, and everybody thought, oh well, perfect. He should just play center. No, absolutely not. Zach Granite hasn't been in baseball for two years, uh, at the very least. And if he has, it's been fifth outfielder up and down in the minors. Byron Buxton is a legitimate superstar caliber player. Did you I mean he completely took over. He took over Friday's game or Saturday's game with a mammoth home run. He plays great defense in the field. Byron Buxton had nearly hit for the cycle, had a four-hit game, reached base five times and helped the Twins score nine runs. And if that wasn't enough, he single-handedly put the team on his back on Sunday. Team was down 2 in the 7th inning. Now I'll tie the game up for you. Boom. Mammoth home run shot with with a guy on base. And that I think has been big. The Twins have done a, a the Twins have done a decent job of making sure when they hit the home runs that there's guys on base this year. But besides that, and then the Twins go to the 10th inning. Stupid extra inning rule. I I mean, I get it. People have softened on it. I still hate it. Uh, the extra inning rule with a runner on second Joe Smith comes in, gives up a run, looks like it's over. Then a couple guys get on for Byron Buxton. And I was listening to that call on the radio. Corey Provis, A1 call. Awesome. I went crazy in my car. Uh, my fiancé can attest to that. Uh, and it was awesome. And it's awesome. And it's things like when Byron Buxton can do that in an at-bat, with one swing in the game, turn a loss into a win. The Twins should have lost that game because they had... Again, it was the meme the other way around. If the Twins basically just, you know, you can have it, Chicago. Here, we're going to strand runners with the bases loaded a couple times late in the game, and we're going to end up letting a run come across and extras and all this stuff. But Byron Buxton said, no, I'm going to come in and I'm going to win this game by myself. And you know what? In terms of getting people excited about the Minnesota Twins, especially after last season, getting people, just casual sports fans excited about baseball and about the Minnesota Twins, a healthy... Byron Buxton can do that. He makes people want to watch games. Byron, like, all right, I'm going to... Ch- Twins are down 3-1. to one. Uh, It's the fifth inning. Uh, I kind of want to change it and do something else tonight. Uh, but Byron Buxton's coming up next inning. He's about to hit third. I might have runners on base. I want to see if Buxton's going to hit a moonshot. 467 feet that game-winning home run was yesterday. Byron Buxton, man, continue to go off... It's it's just great to see this payoff for Buxton. The dude has had to go through a lot to get to this point. And we talked about before on on Thursday's podcast or uh, Tuesday's podcast rather that look, Buxton is never going to be a guy who's going to play 150 games in a season. He's certainly never going to be 2008 Morno where he played 163 games. But he can be a guy if he just plays over if he can play kind of that 80 to 110 games in a season And if the higher he gets towards that The closer he gets towards an MVP Byron Buxton will win the MVP If he can play 90 plus games This season Byron Buxton is one of baseball's great talents He's Shohei Otani except he can't pitch uh, He's better than Shohei Otani At the plate But I mean it's just everything about Byron Buxton And what the Twins need him to be. He's that guy. Somebody said yesterday, and I obviously didn't grow up watching baseball in this era, somebody mentioned that Byron Buxton, the way he steps into the batter's box in these high-level in these high level situations, late games, high leverage, he just comes in with a calmness, and he gets the job done, reminiscent of a Kirby Puckett. Now, I'm not saying Buxton is. He's got to win a World Series first or two, but... The way his demeanor and how the moment doesn't get to him. He just comes into the batter's box, comes up with key hits late in games. That's Kirby Puckett-esque. And I think it's a great comparison. Center fielders, uh, Buxton obviously a lot more athletic. But, uh, I mean, it's just everything about it. It's it's really fun to see. And it's great to see Twins fans really get behind Byron Buxton after being torn on him for so long. The injuries are always going to be a part of his career. We have to just understand that. And we're going to have to deal with that. We're going to have to deal with the injuries when they come. But dang it, when Buxton is rolling like this, just get behind the man and see how far he can take the Minnesota Twins. This is so fun to see, and I'm really glad that Byron Buxton is getting the appreciation he deserves and is getting the success because this Minnesota Twins team is just better with Byron Buxton in the lineup. The Twins win more ball games. The Twins are 4-0. The Twins have been 4-0 and since they put Byron Buxton back in the lineup. That's not a coincidence. The Minnesota Twins figured out how to start scoring runs when Byron Buxton gets back in the lineup. That's not a coincidence. There's things we can nitpick about yesterday's game. We could nitpick some pitching choices. We could nitpick Rocco's decision to not uh, to leave Nick Gordon in the game and not pinch hit Carlos Correa. We could look through all of that, but at the end of the day, Byron Buxton put all of that aside all of the Twins not being able to come up with runners and scoring position. All of the weird decisions by Rocco yesterday. And he just put the team on his back and won them the game. And that's Kirby-esque. And you know what? I'm not afraid to make that comparison. And I know Kirby was healthier than Buxton. But I just, with everything, man, Byron Buxton, let's go. In the words of Byron Buxton, we rake. And we is in the Minnesota Twins. But mainly Byron Buxton. Because there's not a coincidence that this Twins team got better once you put number 25 back in the lineup and, more importantly, back in center field. And it's really fun. The Twins have a day off on Monday, today, and now they have three very winnable games against the Detroit Tigers, who I think either lost three of four or split uh, series. I think they lost three of four against the Colorado Rockies. They're a team that's got some talent. But they gotta still figure they're still young, so they kind of have a year or two left before they really can become contenders. Or maybe this season, I don't know. But at least in this early part of the season, Detroit's kind of struggling, and the twins have a really great chance to pick up some more wins. Schedule gets a lot softer in the month of May. They go to Baltimore for a bunch of winnable games. And dang it, the twins rake. And this I had a couple other points in this podcast, in this kind of quickie podcast I want to talk about. But I think it just all boils down to Byron Buxton and the Minnesota Twins by proxy, Rake. And the pitching has been stellar. Uh, Just a couple other notes. Pitching has been stellar. Cy Bundy, uh, you know, what can I say? I'm sorry for any Dylan Bundy slander because the Twins five and fly approach with Dylan Bundy. Just let him go five innings, go through the order twice. Our bullpen strong enough or we feel confident enough in our bullpen when you're on the mound that we can cover you in the other four innings? Just give us five good innings of shutout baseball, and we'll take it from there. And Cy Bundy is going to be a thing, I guess. Chris Archer pitched fine, uh limited amount. Josh Winder pitched well as well. Uh, I don't know, man. Joe Ryan, uh, we talked about him last podcast. Bailey Obers continue to be good. Um, I mean, I got nothing, man. This Twins team. Uh, swept the Chicago White Sox, who, by the way, are atrocious on defense. Uh, they're hurt. They got some issues to figure out. They're still a talented team. They got bit by the injury bug early. But, man, this Twins team rakes, and Miguel Sano does not. He's been really bad, downright unplayable. And it'll be really interesting to, sw- to see how the Twins shake out their lineup when a guy like Alex Kirilov comes back and can play first base because Trevor larnick has been taking some good at-bats. I I think he provides too much value at this point. for the And Sano has given you so little that you kind of just have to go with... You kind of have to not go with Sano at this point and see what uh, Kirilov can give you at first base. At least just kind of what they did last summer, which is just slow kind of platooning the two at the position. But either way, I am, I'm just really excited about this Minnesota Twins team. They got some issues. They got some things to work out. But this is a good baseball team. We knew it was going to be a good baseball team, and it's fun to see this come together. Byron Buxton, your 2022 MVP, if he can stay major, if he can stay decently healthy. Byron Buxton appreciation podcast. All right, we'll see you guys next time.